Welcome everybody to episode 31 of the Pixel Power Podcast. And this week we're going to do something a little bit differently. We're actually taking a break from my six-part series of my faves. Think of this as the halftime break. We we ended our last episode with part three. We're going to sneak in here with this new episode where I'm going to share my thoughts on the Pixel Book versus the Pixel Slate. We will come back next week and I will jump back into our six-part series of my faves and we're going to talk about flags on Chrome OS. This week I do have show notes so that you can follow along. However, they're not in Google Docs. They're actually at the Google Sites page or they're part of the site page for the show notes. And those show notes can be found at www.pixelpowerpodcast.com slash episodes slash 0031. So if you want to see the notes or learn about things that I've talked about today regarding the Pixel Book or the Pixel Slate, make sure you visit that page. Also on that page, you're going to find a whole gallery, a whole host of images that I've taken. These are pictures I've taken on my Pixel 3 that show the differences between the Pixel Book and the Pixel Slate. And many of those I will refer to as I go through my discussion of the two devices today. I decided to break this up into a couple of sections. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the specifications or the specs of these two devices. I'll be comparing feature for feature. You'll also learn which version of the Pixel Slate I purchased. Then I want to drop down and I really want to talk about laptop mode and tablet mode on both of these devices. Both the Pixel Book and the Pixel Slate are capable of working in laptop mode or tablet mode. So I want to talk about the advantages of one or the other when using those modes. And then I'm going to give some final thoughts on the Pixel Slate itself and whether you should purchase a Pixel Slate if you're a Pixel Book owner. This episode will not include an addendum. The addendum will return next week at our normal time and at our normal placement at the end of the episode. So let's dive in to the specifications of these two devices and tell you a little bit about each of them. So the Pixel Book that I own is the i5, the Intel i5 version. That one I have had for about a year. It's not quite a year. I think I purchased it during Black Friday of 2018 when it was on sale for $200 off. You know, I like to save a little money, so that was a good time to purchase it. I also purchased the Google Pixel Slate when it was $100 off, but included a free keyboard. That's what really made it attractive. I did get the Google keyboard. I had the option of getting the bridge keyboard, but I wanted the Google keyboard because of the magnetic connectors. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But I have had that for about three weeks. And and when you combine the $100 off with the $200 off for the keyboard, that's about $300 off the total package, which is a little bit better than the money saved on the Pixel Book during Black Friday. It made sense for me to get the keyboard because I knew I would not use the Pixel Slate as just a tablet. I don't think it's uh, a device that I could only use as a tablet. And I'll explain that as we get in later on this episode. So let's talk a little bit about the form factor. First of all, you all know the Pixel Book. It's a great device. It looks good. It's got good specifications, but it is a primarily, it's in a laptop form factor. The Google Slate, as many of you have seen pictures online, and again, you can see pictures in my show notes. The Slate is designed as a tablet with a removable keyboard. 
the thing about it is, is are you buying it for a tablet? Are you buying it for a Chromebook replacement? You have to make that decision. We're going to come back and talk about that in a minute. Both of these devices have a backlit keyboard, which is nice. And I was really surprised that the Pixel Slate keyboard included the backlit keyboard. Not surprised when I purchased it. I knew in advance that it had that. But I remember when reading the specifications, I thought that's interesting. I actually have an iPad Pro that has the Apple keyboard. It is non-backlit. And I will say that that is a big improvement having that backlit keyboard when you're in those dim lit environments. So the actual form factor, if we look at the Pixelbook, the Pixelbook is 11.4 by 8.7 by 0.4 inches thick and it weighs in at 2.4 pounds. So keep that in mind, 2.4 pounds for the Google Pixel Book. The Pixel Slate is 11.5 by 8.1 by 0.6 inches, and it is 2.7 pounds with the keyboard. So that is with everything. So if you're gonna compare both to each other, it's interesting that the Google Pixel Slate is actually a little bit larger, a little bit thicker, and a little bit heavier. Now, both devices that I have have eight gigabytes of RAM, which is, you know, that's the minimum. That's what you need to have. It gets a little different when we start talking about the SSD. The SSD and the Pixelbook i5 I have is 128 gigabytes. Honestly, that's way more than I need. So when I had to back off on the Pixel Slate to 64 gigabyte SSD, I still found that that was, that was fine. It's plenty for my use. However, if you're one that likes to take your movies around, uh, you have a ton of music, a lot of video, then you're probably gonna want that 128. For, but for my use, for general day-to-day -day office types of things and features and usage, 64 gigabytes is more than fine. I am just not one of those guys that carries movies around. Even when I travel, I'm not generally dropping movies on my devices and traveling with them. I use that time more for reading, for working, rather than watching video. So again, 64 gigabytes, 128. For me, it was a wash. I think they, they both work well. Now let's talk about the screens. The Pixel Slate is known for its molecular screen and it's a molecular touch screen. As you know, we have a touch screen on both the Pixel Book and the Pixel Slate. The touch screen on the Pixel Book has a resolution of 2400 by 1600 pixels. It's 12 inches. Now the molecular screen on the Pixel Slate is 12.3 inches. And listen to this resolution. It goes up to 3000 by 2000 pixels. I will tell you, you notice a difference. If anything else, this device excels at, that screen is amazing. I love this screen. It's better than the screen on my iPad Pro. It's bright, it's big, everything looks wonderful on it. You can bump up that resolution, get a lot of things on your screen, a lot of pixels on that screen, and it just looks wonderful. So that, you know, if I'm giving, and I'm not doing that, but if I were to give some pluses up, I would say at this point, that Pixel Slate M3 molecular touchscreen is phenomenal and almost by itself is a reason to buy this device. Let's talk about bezels, bezels being that black area around the screens. Little shock that both of them have really thick bezels. Even the Google Pixel Slate has a fairly thick bezel. They're almost about the same size. The Google Pixel Slate M3 is a little bit smaller. So they're still bezels. When you're using the Pixel Slate in tablet mode, you actually appreciate those bezels because you're not doing some random touches. Both the Pixel Book and the Pixel Slate include cameras. The Pixel Book 
camera has always been horrible. It's a little 720p duo camera. It's a front-facing camera. It's right there. But boy, when you go to that Pixel Slate, you immediately get a camera upgrade. You get an 8 megapixel front duo camera, which is far superior to that old 720p duo camera. And you get an 8 megapixel rear camera. So you have one on the front, one on the back. If you want to use your Pixel Slate as a tablet taking photo camera and have that big thing stuck in your face while you're doing it, you can do it. And it takes amazing shots. Just recently, we learned that the camera app for both the Pixelbook and the Pixel Slate was upgraded. And uh, I believe it is Chrome OS 76. We'll talk about that probably in a, in a near future episode. But you get a lot of new features with the camera that actually make using the Pixel Slate using its rear camera really a joy and a, a great experience and something that you would want to do. So if you're if you're just looking for photography or you're looking for great cameras, cameras for duo, you definitely want that Pixel Slate. I've always been disappointed with that 720p duo camera on the Pixel Book and always thought, why did they skimp on this horrible camera for the Pixel Book? Maybe if we get a Pixel Book 2, they will upgrade that. Both devices have dual stereo speakers. The dual stereo speakers on the Pixelbook are kind of hidden. They're back behind uh, the, they're, they're kind of within the hinge of the screen and the keyboard. So they fire up and out. They're okay. They're not bad. They do what they're supposed to do. But boy, I'll tell you what, fire up those speakers on that Google Pixel Slate. Have that thing set up on your desk in front of you. Fire up some music and you can actually hear a little bass. I mean, there is some bass response to those speakers. Those speakers are phenomenal. You fire up a movie if it's a Netflix or any other service and you you get kind of a spatial, great stereo sound. It's not surround sound, obviously, but boy, it feels like you're immersed in that video. It is amazing. The sound on that Google Pixel Slate is something to listen to. And again, it kind of makes it uh, just a little bit um, intriguing about why you might want to have this device, especially when you add those stereo speakers with that molecular screen. I can't imagine a better mobile device for watching movies than the Google Pixel Slate. Each device includes microphones, not only for recording audio, but also for noise cancellation. The Google Pixel Book includes four microphones and the Google Pixel Slate includes two. For my use, I've not noticed any difference. My duo calls on my Pixel Slate, according to those on the other end, sounds good, sounds clear. Uh, and I've not heard anybody remark that it's any worse than my Google Pixel Book. So I would I would say those are those extra mics are not a reason I would pick a Pixel Book, for instance, over a Pixel Slate. Battery life on the Pixel Book is around 10 hours. You can charge 15 minutes for two hours. You get that same charge capability on your Google Pixel Slate with USB-C charger, but the difference is you get a couple extra hours of battery life with the Pixel Slate. I have noticed that the battery life is better on the Pixel Slate. Um, I'm not sure it's two hours better, but I have noticed that I, it seems like I can get a little bit longer through a day. Now that could also be a feature of my Pixel Book being almost a year old. So I would say just generally right now, the two hours is a wash and you may or may not get the same uh, 12 hour experience that they're claiming. Both devices come with a USB-C 45 watt charger, which I love because now with the Pixel Book, the Pixel Slate, my Pixel phone, one charger for all devices. I am in charger nirvana. So good to have a single charger for all those devices. 
The Google Pixel Slate includes something I am falling in love with. That is a fingerprint sensor. If you have a Google Pixel 3, you know how that works. You put your finger on the sensor and it unlocks your device. I find I use that all the time on the Pixel Slate. And I have to say, it was hard to go back to the Pixel Book that doesn't have one. I actually found myself placing my finger in the upper left-hand corner of the Pixel Book on the screen looking for the sensor. Muscle memory, I guess, got me. And it's not there and it doesn't work. And now I have to type in a password or my six-digit pin. And it just seems so archaic to do it that way. Love the fingerprint sensor on the Pixel Slate. The Pixel Pen works on both devices. I own a Pixel Pen on the Pixel Book, so I did not purchase one for the Pixel Slate because it works. Now it's not color coordinated, but I don't use the pen regularly. There are times when I just need to sign something or I want to mark up some documents. So I just pull my pen, take it with me, throw it in my bag for my other device. I, I might pick up a, a color-coded uh, or color-connected pen later, but uh, right now I don't see a need to spend $79 to $99 to do that. If I could find one 50% off around the $50 mark, I might go ahead and pick up the Slate Blue version of the Pixel Pen for my Pixel Slate. One of the things I was really happy with, the Pixel Book includes two USB-C ports. I actually have a MacBook, the original MacBook, that only includes one USB-C port. That has always been a problem. When I got the Pixel Book and had two USB-C ports, I love that because you can charge on one side and have some devices on the other without having a, a, a dongle of any kind. Glad to see that the Pixel Slate, even though it's a tablet, includes both, or it also includes two USB-C ports. That is, again, a plus. It's a little different because they're kind of awkwardly arranged, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But it is nice to see a tablet that has two USB-C ports. CSB, two USB ports, not sports, but ports. So take that, Apple. Uh, that is a plus on the Pixel Slate side. There is a headphone jack on the Pixel Book. There is no head jack on the Pixel Slate, but what I thought was a nice touch is Google includes a USB-C to headphone adapter in your box. Nice to have, throw that in your bag. If you do have a, a regular pair of uh, headphones, you can plug those in. What I really like though is I can take those USB-C headphones from my Pixel 3, plug those into either my Pixel Book or my Pixel Slate, and they just work. On top of that, the controls on the USB-C headphones work as well for controlling volume. And if you wanted to use the built-in microphone, those will work as well. So love this ecosystem I have where I have a charger, I have a USB-C microphone uh, and a headset that I can use on all three devices. Again, having all three Pixel devices really makes this a sweet gig. Both of them obviously have volume up and down controls externally, thankfully, the, I was a little worried that the Slate did not have physical volume up and down, but it does. There are buttons. I didn't want to have to use the screen to do that, so I was glad to see that. There's also power and suspend buttons. The power and suspend button on the Slate, though, is the fingerprint reader. So you actually press down on the fingerprint reader to power up or power down. It's a great feature. Works well. I have not had any hiccups uh, with that at all. Both of them come with the Google Play Store and... Both of them come with the Linux beta. So if you've been following along with my previous episodes on using Linux on Chrome OS, you can also use that same information and install Linux on your Pixel Slate and it works well. So let me talk a little bit about those processor speeds for just a minute. The I mentioned that I had the i5 Google Pixel Book 
and then I have the Google Pixel Slate. I chose to go with the M3 processor. The i5 processor was going to cost me, I think it was about $200 more. I did a lot of reading online to see if I should be concerned about the M3. When the Google Pixel Slate was originally released, there was a Celeron version. That version got horrible ratings. It was underpowered. It was not a good device, according to the reviewers. The M3, though, everybody seemed to think that the M3 was the perfect uh, starting spec for the Pixel Slate. I agree, the M3 has been perfect for me. Let's talk about the different modes that we can use both of these devices in. First, there's laptop mode, and then I wanna talk about using both of these devices in tablet mode. Now again, both of them can function as either a laptop or a tablet, but they come with some caveats. Let's focus on laptop mode first. Y'all know how laptop mode works on the Pixel Book. You simply lay the device down on the table in your lap and you open the lid and there you go. You adjust the angle of the screen, you go to work. Now for laptop mode on the Pixel Slate, of course you have to have the external keyboard. Again, in my case, I'm choosing the Google keyboard. You could have a bridge keyboard, it would be similar. And so what you do is you, for the Google keyboard, you prepare the back stand, which means you have to kind of get it at the right angle. There's a little flap on the back that you adjust the angle. Once you get the hang of it, it's kind of fun actually to do that. Uh, then you lower the screen protector from the front of the screen. You adjust the angle of the back of the screen and you go to work. It's a little hard to explain. I do have pictures in the show notes, so go take a look at those. Once you have both of those set up and that angle of the screen where you want it, you can start to work. I was so pleased that the laptop mode for the Pixel Slate allowed you uh, almost infinite adjustments of the angle. Unlike the iPad Pro, which I've used in the past, it's stuck at this one, one angle, which is always at the worst angle possible. I can move that slate's angle to get rid of glare, to uh, better align with my eyes. It is a wonderful keyboard to use your Pixel Slate in laptop mode. Let's talk about the surface area that both of these take when in laptop mode. So you have a standard laptop configuration, standard laptop surface area requirement when using the Pixel Book. It's just a, it's normally its form factor is a laptop. You open it up and you're ready to go. You know how much room you need because when you set it down on the table, it's only going to take up that amount of room when you flip the screen up. However, when you put the Pixel Slate into laptop mode, it really spreads out, fans out because of this back adjustment that it has for the screen and you're gonna need extra laptop surface. So you may think initially, hey, I've got plenty of space, but after you set it up, you've got about another five inches onto the back that you're going to need. So it's, it's not as simple as just setting it up and saying I've got enough room. You actually have to set it up get it all arranged to find out if you have enough room. So there's a little bit of a quirk there for for using the Pixel Slate in laptop mode. But again, that's a feature of giving us, giving us that ability to adjust the angle of that screen. Keyboards on both devices are very good. Um, the Pixel Book is functional. I will say that it works. I do every once in a while have some uh, random touchpad taps that drop my cursor down or back behind. And that's because I use the touchpad in touch mode where I tap to click instead of just clicking. If I put it in pure click mode, I never have that. But I just can't do that. I, I like the tap, the actual physical clicking. And especially if I'm moving to the Pixel Slate, which doesn't have the click touchpad on it, that doesn't work. So I, I need it to be consistent across both devices. 
So it's easier to switch between the two. The keyboard, again, as I said on the Pixel Book, was functional. I can use it, it's okay. However, the keyboard on the Pixel Slate, I have found, at least for me, for my typing, and I don't think reviewers online agree with me, but I found my typing is much better on the Pixel Slate keyboard. I love those round keys. I like the feel. There's a, I don't know, it's a little more travel maybe, which seems odd to me given that it's a thinner keyboard, or maybe it's not that it has more travel. It's just maybe that the travel of the keys for me is more natural. And I don't have any of those random taps that I have with a Pixel Book that makes my cursor jump around. So I really enjoy the Pixel Slate keyboard. I think it's a great keyboard. It's definitely better than the keyboard on my iPad Pro if I were to compare the two, not only because of the backlit, but also because of the feel of the keyboard. I can fly on this keyboard and I sense that my typing is a lot more accurate. When you use a laptop on laptop mode, hopefully you can put it on your lap and that's what makes the Pixel Book a little bit better than the Pixel Slate. You can use the Pixel Book on your lap in laptop mode. Unlike reviewers online though, who say you can't use the Pixel Slate in laptop mode, I found I can use it. I mean, it does jiggle a little bit and it adjusts left and right maybe as you're um, shifting your legs. But I found that I could place that device on my lap and use it. I don't have problems. It, it is. It's just different. It's not as stable, but it's usable on your lap. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't diss the Pixel Slate and say I'm not going to buy it because I can't use it as a laptop in laptop mode. Um, it's a, it's you know, it's primarily designed as a tablet first with this thing connected to it that makes it a laptop. So I think it works well. Again, it's not as solid as the Pixel Book, but it works and you can place it on your lap and use it. It just feels like you need to juggle it. And really the, the thing is really about feeling like you need to juggle it. You don't need to really think about it. Just use it and everything's going to be fine. It's not going to fall off your lap, uh, which is what I heard some reviewers say. I can't imagine a situation where it's going to fall off your lap unless you just stand up and there it goes. And of course, that would happen with the Pixel Book. I mentioned the USB-C ports on the Pixel Book. They're perfectly placed. They're parallel to the surface that the device is on. It's a little more awkward for the Pixel Slate because you're pulling that screen up. And so now those USB-C ports are either going to be vertical or they're going to be at some angle off of horizontal. And when you plug in devices, they are up higher. It's a little more awkward, but it's to be expected uh, with the Pixel Slate, just the way it's configured. I did find that kind of awkward, though, because you've got these things dangling off that are a little bit higher. It makes them a little more susceptible to accidentally hitting them. Not a deal breaker for me, but it just know that when you use USB-C ports or USB-C devices on the Pixel Slate, they're going to be a little more uh, susceptible to hitting. Now we've talked about laptop mode on both devices. Let's talk about tablet mode on the Pixel Book and the Pixel Slate. So to use the Pixel Book in tablet mode, what you do is you fold back the screen on top of the keyboard and you hold it in your hands. The Pixel Book is heavy, it's awkward, uh, it works, but it's not something that you want to use like say an iPad. It's just too big and too thick and too bulky, but it is nice that you actually have that option. I will say I have used the Pixel Book in tablet mode on many occasions where I'll fold that back, prop it up on my knees and uh, use, use the device as a tablet. I was really happy to get the Pixel Slate and try it out in tablet mode. So I removed that keyboard. It's a natural configuration. You hold the slate in both hands. It's it's big. Let me tell you, it is big. It's I'm sure it's similar to what iPad 
12 inch users are noticing, which I have the iPad Pro 9 inch, which is a previous version. So I'm sure it's the same, about, about the same size. It is a little heavy. Uh, it does work. I, my hands got a little tired after a while holding this big thing. And I think what really makes it hard to hold is just that the Chrome OS operating system is not the best tablet operating system. So you find yourself struggling to do certain things that are a little bit more natural on say an iPad or an Android platform tablet, but it is perfectly usable as a tablet and it works well when you're leaning, you've got bent knees and you can rest it on your knees. Works super well. With the Pixel Slate, when it was first released, a lot of people were griping that the screen actions in tablet mode were not fluid and smooth. Now they've worked this out over the last year. My Pixel Slate works perfectly. It's as smooth in tablet mode as my Pixel Book. So even with the M3 processor compared to the i5, all the swipes for multitasking, for split screen, for the launcher, all of that is smooth, fluid, and I didn't see any screen jerks. Uh, they work equally as well on both devices. In tablet mode, you kind of break the audio of the Pixel Book because of where it's coming out. So the audio is kind of muffled. It's not great. But remember what I said about those screens. When you're in tablet mode on that Pixel Slate and you've got those two speakers on the side of that large screen firing out at you, the tablet mode on the Pixel Slate is the perfect entertainment movie watching experience. The beautiful, again, large screen. It's a great device for that. Rip off that keyboard and go binge use some Netflix. It is an awesome device for that. I do want to say for both devices, you want to be careful never to place the screen down towards the table, either in the with the Pixel Book or the Pixel Slate. There's no bezel around uh, those screens to protect it from any grit or uh, dust or anything that may be actually on your table. If you had a piece of sand, for instance, and you place it right on that sand and you were to roll that screen one way or another, either while picking it up, you're going to scratch it. So always keep that screen up. So that's tablet mode for the Pixel Book and Pixel Slate. I encourage you, if you want to know more about tablet mode, to go listen to episode 0019. There's a link in the show notes. But in episode 19 of the Pixel Power podcast, I talk all about tablet mode on the Pixel Book. And all of those same things that I talk about on the Pixel Book will work on the Pixel Slate. So that's a summary of the specifications. That's a summary of laptop mode. That's a summary of tablet mode. Let me give you just my thoughts specifically on the Pixel Slate. First of all, I'm really disappointed the Pixel Slate is a dead product and won't be further developed. We learned that about a month and a half ago that Google will not continue to develop the Pixel Slate. I think that's a missed opportunity. Now, maybe they have another tablet in mind, but they've said that they're going to move away from tablets, but they're going to continue to develop the tablet piece of Chrome OS so that third-party vendors can continue to develop tablets. I want to see what that is. I'm hopeful that the Pixel Slate will continue to receive those. I'm hopeful that it's a reference device that they'll always use to test their own internal Chrome OS additions to tablet mode. But again, I am disappointed uh, because I think there was something there and we'll talk a little bit more about that. The Slate has been an eye raiser. I've had several colleagues come to me and say, what is that device? Immediately they say, oh, do you have the iPad Pro? And of course I have to say, no, I do not have the iPad Pro. This is the Pixel Slate. And then I have to spend time explaining it to them. 
My other Google Chrome OS users have often said, well, why would I want that over a Pixel book? And so I'm going to just have them listen to this episode in the future so that I don't have to tell everybody the same thing over and over. But it is a beautiful device, even with the keyboard out and especially in a low lit room with that backlit keyboard. It's beautiful. And that screen has just really turned some heads uh, because you can see that screen from almost 180 degrees. It is just a beautiful screen. And again, drawing a lot of attention from colleagues, friends, and family. I will say that I've used the Pixel Book in tablet mode, but the Pixel Slate is the best Chrome OS tablet I've ever used. Actually, it may be the only Chrome OS tablet I've ever used. And I will say that it's the second best Chrome OS laptop I've used. And that's kind of where the problem is. The Pixel Slate can't quite figure out what it is or what it wants to be when it grows up. As it is now, it's a fair tablet and it's also a great Chrome OS laptop. So the, here's an example. If you have the Pixel Book and you want to go into tablet mode, you can take the keyboard and you can just fold it back on itself and now you're in tablet mode. So in some ways, the Pixel Book is more convenient as a tablet than the Pixel Slate because on the Pixel Slate, you can't fold back that keyboard. And that's important to know, that keyboard case that comes with the Google Pixel Slate, you can't fold that keyboard back and use it as a tablet. You actually have to remove that keyboard and set it aside and then you can use it in tablet mode. It's a little awkward. You can, on an iPad, for instance, take that keyboard and fold it back and use the iPad in tablet mode. I found in my day-to-day -day use, the Pixel Slate, even with the M3, performed almost identical to the i5. There was nothing noticeable that made me wish that I had updated my Pixel Slate from the M3 to the i5. I think for most people, the M3, save a couple hundred bucks, is a, is a sweet spot. I think if you're going to be doing anything with a lot of audio, video, Maybe you want to go to the i5, or if you decide that you want to do some development in Linux, you probably do want that i5. But I think the general population out there, if they're looking for a, a Chrome OS device, the M3 is perfectly fine. Having said that, the cameras on the Slate are just far superior to the Pixelbook. And for video chatting and Duo, you're going to notice those improvements immediately. I fired up that camera application and was shocked to see just how good those cameras were. And with Google improving the camera application regularly, for instance, they just included portrait mode, that's going to get even better with the Pixel Slate. I already mentioned the Slate screen is noticeably better. I've raved about it. Slate sound is also far superior to the Pixel Book. I've talked about that already. The magnetic non-charging Bluetooth backlit keyboard touchpad. Yeah, that whole thing is brilliant. I love it. I like it. I like the way it feels. I like the way it types. I like the way it works. I like that I don't have to charge it. Uh, I like that it doesn't require Bluetooth. It's just perfect. You connect it via these connectors and it works very good. And I love that I have that uh, ability to change the angle of that keyboard. I like that I can remove the keyboard and use the Slate as a tablet. The problem is, I'm not sure I will do this often since the Slate is pretty big and heavy. It's going to take me time to get used to that. It is just nice, though, that I can just rip off that keyboard using the magnetic connectors and use that Slate as a tablet. But I still find myself primarily using it as a laptop replacement rather than a tablet. I really like that the Pixel Slate keyboard protects both the front 
and the back of the slate when closed. I mentioned the iPad Pro. The iPad Pro uh, keyboard only protects the front. The slate actually protects the front, or I'm sorry, the slate keyboard actually protects the front and the back of the tablet. I, f I like that. I like this being protected on both sides. It does feel like sometimes because the front and the bottom shift uh, a little bit that maybe the slate's going to fall out. I'm sure it won't, but sometimes it causes me to wonder, wow, is that going to fall off those magnets? But then I'm reminded when I try and pull that slate off of that magnetic dock, it is hard for it to come off. So I don't think it's ever going to fall out. I think it's just something I need to get used to and, and understanding that shift between the front and the back. Now let's talk about the big question. You're probably asking yourself, should you purchase a Pixel Slate? Let me go ahead and talk through some points. First of all, remember, there will not be a version two of the Pixel Slate. If you buy a per Pixel Slate, you're buying it as it is, as it stands. It's not as if you would ever upgrade a Pixel Slate anyway, but just know that this is a dead product as far as we know. However, if you're looking for a Chrome OS device that can serve as a tablet and a laptop, I think this is gonna work for you. Even if you have a Pixel Book and are just looking for a Chrome OS tablet, this might work. And again, I would stick with the M3. If you think it's going to be the best Chrome OS laptop, it's not going to be quite, maybe, it's hard to say because, you know, that Pixel Book is a good laptop form factor, but boy, you get the hardware, you combine it with the camera, that screen and that sound, and, and then you drop that keyboard down, start typing, it actually, I think it might be a better laptop than the Pixelbook. So it's hard for me to tell you which one to buy if you were starting from scratch. And you know, I think I've shifted like three or four times as I've actually gone through and recorded this episode. I, let me just say, I love my Pixelbook, but I really think I like my Pixel Slate maybe better. I'm not sure. I think I'm going to have to continue to think about it. And again, as I've talked through this whole episode, I keep shifting. I would say if I was stuck on an island and could only pick one device, I would go for the Slate for its pure technical superiority and the convertible nature of the device. So there you have it. If it were me again, and I had to spend $1,000, $700 on one of these devices, one over the other, I'm going to pick the Slate. And I know that may sound wild considering where I've been all throughout this episode and thinking about the Pixel Book and its use, but I have to say, I love my Pixel Slate. And, and again, not because it's a great tablet, not at all, but because it is a great Chrome OS device. As I continue to use the two, two devices, I just see myself traveling with the slate primarily. As a matter of fact, I would get up in the morning and now uh, that I've gotten past kind of the trial period, I'll have both devices sitting there and I'll actually reach for one or the other as I head out the door to work and I find myself reaching out for the slate more. It's very interesting. But what's also interesting is when I come home, I sometimes will plug that in let it start charging for the next day. But then I just like to grab that Pixel Book and maybe sit uh, on the sofa or in bed with that laptop on my lap working. So uh, I'm still using both devices, but again, I find myself picking up the slate and walking out the door every morning. But here's the wonderful thing, and this is what I wanna wrap up with. And, and I was just thinking about this, and this is why I love Chrome OS, even over Apple, even over Linux, and holy cow, so much better than Windows. But I love Chrome OS because I can have these two devices and no matter which I pick up, all my data, all my apps, even now my Linux configurations is the same on both devices. It's a seamless transition. And that's why I had so much fun comparing these two devices. Did I miss anything? 
If you own a Pixel Book and a Pixel Slate, I'd love to hear your comparison of the two devices. If you only own a Pixel Slate and you say, hey, Stephen, you missed this feature or that feature, send me an email at stephen at pixelpowerpodcast.com. You can also find me on Twitter at pixelpowerpc. So drop me a tweet and share your feedback on this episode. You can also use the Anchor app or our Anchor webpage. You can find those links in the show notes and you can leave a voice message. And I'm excited because next week I'll be sharing my first voicemail message with you. And next week we'll be returning back to the series of my faves. And again, we'll be dropping back in and talking about my favorite Chrome OS flag. So I hope you will join me next week. And thanks for letting me drop in a halftime show of my comparison of the Pixel Slate and the Pixel Tablet.